0: This morning's message I've entitled a wartime prayer. I had this message in mind uh, oh, several months ago and then you know I I kind of think things out and then I come back to him to prepare the message. And as I was looking at this message, I um, I knew right away that God in his timing had placed it right here and now for us to pray, to pray for the Ukraine people, the people in Ukraine to take to pray just lift up and I was just as we were worshiping the Lord, it just had this picture of the children of Israel marching around the walls of Jericho. And they were worshiping God. They didn't have swords in their hands. They didn't they didn't have things that were gonna hurt somebody, but they were gonna they had the voice of praise, the voice of truth being declared. And that was the voice that was going to bring down the walls. But we are going to just do that in a prayer. As I end this message, we're going to end with communion, but we're going to end again praying for the people of Ukraine and all of those that are in the fight, in the battle, in the war, soldiers, families on both sides. We're lifting up all people. And you have to understand this. God loves everyone. God wants everyone to come to a saving knowledge of His Son, Jesus Christ. So we're just going to offer that prayer. but. This is a wartime prayer. So last week we talked about Jehoshaphat and how he was a godly influence to an ungodly king. And we need to be that influence more than ever before. There is an unsettling in our world today. And it continues. There is a continuation of unsettling. There is not this back to normal Sense in my heart i don 't believe it 's in your heart and it 's definitely not in the news there 's not this sense of okay, now we can go back to what we were doing before. We can hit the play button now and relive our lives. There is just a continuation of unsettling that is taking place, but I want to reassure you today that the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. The kingdom of God will remain what we will we are living in the end times. And in the end times, it is a revelation of what is true and what is false. It's the ultimate revelation. It's the full revelation of what is everlasting and what was fading away. And we are living in this day and age. We're watching it take place. We are watching the unveiling of man's total weakness, but then the revelation of God's ultimate power. That is what the end times is all about, a revelation of God's power and of our weakness. Now, we know from Scripture that God has left the door open. He's given time in His mercy. He has given time for those to repent, those who are away from Him. He has given time. But with that, if He's given time for those to repent, there is also time for those to become more ungodly. It happens. Jesus said, you cannot pull up the weeds without pulling the wheat out. And so there is a spiritual principle that has taken place. We are all living out. So in God's wisdom, he has given time for people to come to this realization, to come to this revelation of who he is. But with that, there is also the reality of people becoming more ungodly. The Bible declares that the love of many is going to grow cold. And that's what we are seeing today. The love of people have grown cold. So we have wars. So we have fighting. We have violence. We have issues that we are dealing with. There is sickness. But rest assured and know this today, that the door is closing shut. It is coming to an end. But we are going to remain strong and we're going to remain confident in God's mercy. We're going to remain confident in his love. We stand upon the grace of God. We stand upon his mercies today. And Jehoshaphat was doing that very thing. Last week we talked about how Jehoshaphat was with Ahab in his issues. He was with Ahab in his war. And Jehoshaphat was a righteous king. He was a godly king. He did what was right in God's eyes. He had great honor and great wealth. And yet today we're going to read that Jehoshaphat had problems of his own. Verse. So we're going to pick up the story here in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 1 says this, After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the Maunites came to rage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazan, Tamar, that is, and Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Here was Jehoshaphat. Last week, he was with Ahab. He was helping Ahab. He was doing something good. He was a righteous king. But today, Jehoshaphat, he has a battle of his own. There are three armies coming against righteous Jehoshaphat. He was doing what was right. He could have complained and said, God, I was helping somebody else. Why are you allowing these armies to come against me? God, I've been faithful to you. I've restored. I am restoring your goodness. I'm restoring your commandments. I'm restoring things here in your temple, oh God. Why are you doing this? But Jehoshaphat didn't complain. He didn't argue with God. He didn't point his finger at God. He didn't get mad at God. He didn't question God. He didn't doubt God. He prayed and he sought God. And we're going to look at his prayer here in just a moment. But we have to understand that Jehoshaphat was facing something severe in his life. They were facing death. They were facing three nations. They were outnumbered. There was no way on paper that they were going to win this battle. They had every reason to to fear. They had every reason to doubt and worry, to be concerned No wonder why all of the people were coming. They were coming to the Lord. They were coming to him because they were in trouble. But Jehoshaphat, I love that he was resolved. The Bible says Jehoshaphat was resolved to inquire of the Lord. And so when he came in, as we read last week, he was in the presence of an ungodly king. And they were going to go into battle. And Jehoshaphat said, no, we're going to pray first. I encourage you, be a godly influence to ungodly people. Be people of conviction. And here now, Jehoshaphat is dealing with his own problem. His own war is coming to him. And what was he going to do? He was going to pray. He was resolved to inquire of the Lord. Jehoshaphat was a man of conviction. He was a man that was focused on, on the Lord and his commitments to him. And God and God was going to be there with him. I want us to be people of faith. I want us to be people of conviction that we are people that understand that we're going to serve God when the sun is out or when it's raining outside. We're going to be people of We're going to be people of worship. When everything is going our way, we're going to worship God. We're going to praise him. And when things are not going our way, we're going to lift his name higher than every other name. We're going to worship him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. It doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter what we're going to face. We are going to worship God. We're going to pray and we're going to read our Bibles when our schedule is easy. When it fits perfectly into our schedule to read the Bible, to pray, yes, we're going to do it. But guess what? When our schedule is busy, when everything, when life is piling up, when everything is taking place in our life, we're still going to read our Bible. And we're still going to pray. I'm going to, I have a book in, in my office that says, Too Busy Not to Pray. That's how I live my life. Some people say, I'm too busy, I can't go to church. I'm too busy, I can't pray. I'm too busy, I can't read my Bible. Oh no, that's when you need to be in God's Word. That's when you seek and call upon His name that is above all names. Oh, may this world see how we are consistently serving God. May this world see that we've served God before a war, in a war, and after a war. It doesn't matter what's happening, we will serve God. We are resolved. To inquire of the Lord. And we have to be aware of this. We have to know this. We cannot be foolish and think this is just a problem in Ukraine. This is a problem just in Europe. No, this is a problem in our world. The world we live in. And yes, we live in a great country. I love the United States of America and I'm grateful for the country that we live in, but make no mistake about this. This is a world problem. These are world issues that we're living in in this day and age. So yes, today is your opportunity to be resolved to serve God. Because yes, we're going to go out to lunch. We're going to enjoy our day today. We're going to go about our business and yes, have your fun. Yes, enjoy your family. Yes, God has given us that privilege. Enjoy your time together, but make sure you're resolved to seek the Lord. Make sure your number one priority now, right here, in your joy, in your comfort, make sure God is number one in your life. Don't let war touch our land before you start calling upon God. Call upon Him now. Be grateful. God, thank you. Today I'm going to be with my family. We're going to play a game of Monopoly. Because my brother bought uh, little Alexandra a game of Monopoly, and she loves playing it. You know what? Thank you, God, that I'm going to have fun with my family today. I'm grateful for those opportunities. I will embrace them, but I'm going to give God all the praise I'm going to seek God, and I'm not going to forget about what he has done in my life. Let us be resolved today to inquire of the Lord. Now, in this prayer, we're going to read this prayer. There are three questions that Jehoshaphat asks. He asks three rhetorical questions. But don't forget the desperation that he's feeling. Three nations are coming against him. He doesn't have an army to take this group on. Think about the Ukrainian people today. Think about families being broken up, separated, divided. Think about families in subways. I was the other day, I was sharing with the man yesterday, I was playing Uno with Alexandra, but I had to just stop and pause and think about families that were not playing Uno in a subway tunnel. And that, Causes us hopefully to pray, to seek God, to call upon Him, to read our Bible, to draw our families close to us, to love them, to enjoy those moments with them. But God asks, Jehoshaphat asks these three questions, but don't forget the desperation in this prayer. Don't forget what they're feeling. Don't forget what they are going through. Verse 6 says this, and this is how Jehoshaphat begins this prayer He says, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Where are you, God? Where is he? Where is he at? What is he doing? So is asking a very important question. Where is God? Are you not the God who is in heaven. This morning we must acknowledge God's supreme position. We must acknowledge his supreme position. Jehoshaphat had to make it clear and ask this rhetorical question. Are you not the God who is in heaven? He acknowledged where God was at today. Do you know where God is at? Do you know where what God is doing? Do you know where he is touching lives you know where he is today. And we have to acknowledge that he is the God in heaven. Therefore, he is God above all things. He is a God all powerful. He is God omniscient. He is God omnipresent. He is God almighty. He is above all other gods because they're little g. There are actually no other gods before him. He alone is the God who's created the heavens and the earth by his great power, and nothing is too difficult for him. We must recognize that he is God in heaven. You know, uh, I preached a, about a month ago that message about the battleground of the mind, and I gave you that analogy of a computer screen how sometimes we maximize our problems and we minimize our God. But the reality is, you cannot literally minimize God. You cannot minimize His power. You cannot minimize His strength. You cannot minimize His truth. God is God Almighty, and He reigns high above. All else, and we need to have a conviction of praise that I worship God and I praise Him because He is supreme above all at all times. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, no matter who is coming against me, God is worthy to be praised. He is working in my life even when I don't see Him. He is working in my on your life, and He is working around this world even when we don't feel Him. He is working. And we also must recognize that he is the God in heaven today because John chapter 14 says that Jesus declared to his disciples that where I am, you will be also. We have to remind ourselves about heaven. We have to remind ourselves this is not our ultimate resting place. This isn't our home. This isn't where we're staying This isn't where we're camping out for the rest of eternity. We are not storing up treasure here. We are not energized by this world. We do not get our total satisfaction from this world. But that comes from Christ alone, and it is in heaven that we are heading to. That's the path we're on. That's the direction we're going. That is our ultimate home. It is in heaven. It's in God's presence. Do you know where God's at right now? Do you know where he's, what He is doing? I pray that you can declare today, and we're going to pray again for the people of Ukraine and all those that are going through this battle, that they will know that He is the God in heaven, that they will be able to declare, are you not my shepherd? Are you not the one that is holding all things together? Are you not the one who is with me, and therefore nothing can be against me? Are you not God in heaven today? We want to declare that truth. To them. And then verse 7, the Jehoshaphat continues his prayer. He says, "O oh God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name. And we'll cry out to you in your distress. And you will hear us and save us. You will hear us and you will save us. You will hear us and you will save us. Jehoshaphat calls upon the past and he says, God, did you not? Did you not do great and powerful things? Did you not take a small nation that was just birthed? Did you not take this nation and lead it to mighty the mighty city of Jericho? And did you not allow them to walk around that city for seven days? And on the seventh day, with the shouts of praise, did you not bring down the walls of Jericho? Did you not remain faithful to Abraham? Today, we must acknowledge what God has powerfully done in the past. We have to acknowledge today what God has powerfully done. And I love looking back. I love remembering Sometimes it's easy to forget what God has done for us. It's easy to live in our present circumstance and forget what God has done for us, what God has done, how he has acted on our behalf. Sometimes we, we go about life and we, we, we do become frustrated. We do get worried and we do doubt and we, we, we do get concerned and we work ourselves up. We lather that fear and we lather up that frustration, but we have to just sometimes just calm ourselves down and remember, remember what God has done for us. What an awesome prayer that Jehoshaphat is declaring. God, did you not deliver these people? Did you not conquer them already for our sake? Did you not give us this land? I know for me, you, I, and during my prayer time, I'm very uh, intentional about remembering what God has done. And that is a great place to remember what God has done for you, to begin to thank Him for the things that God has done for you. And many times I, I think about the goodness of God. And I think about when I was graduating Bible college and, and how I didn't know where I was going to go or what I was going to do. We were graduating in May. We were going to get married in August. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I remember 2020 Vision helps me to remember and says, don't you remember God was already working on that for you? And I I transferred Bible schools, and so I'd come to this school, and I was a junior, so I didn't know many people, but there was a professor that was planting a church in Utah. I didn't know who he was, and he had a big team. I wasn't a part of his team, but God was already working that out because he allowed me to develop a friendship with one of the guys on the team, and when he found out I did an internship in Utah, he says, hey, you need to meet Dr. Rose. And I met him, and he says, you need to join my team. But that was going to be a volunteer position. I was going to get married in August. God, what am I going to do? I need a job. But God was already working on that as well. You see, he had a Christian school opportunity for me out there waiting for me. And God opened that door for me. I remember, I remember what God has done for me in the past. I remember how He has helped me. I remember how He's guided me. I remember how He's, he's been with me, even when I didn't know what I was going to do. Even in those situations where I didn't, I didn't have a plan, I couldn't figure it out. God was working for me. I remember, and that gives me hope, and that gives me strength for today and for tomorrow. I remember. I stand in awe at what He has done for me. And I know in this room, in this room sits many hundreds, if not thousands, of, of testimonies of how God has brought you here today and how God has washed over you today. And if you would just sit back and begin to think back on how God has been with you, I pray that as you begin to think about that, that you just would worship Him and praise Him and give you, and, and allow God's hope and faith to rise up within you today. And I'm going to pray that, and I'm going to ask God, God, would you help the the Ukraine people? Would you help those battling war today? Would you help them, God, to feel that strength, that, that they would remember, remember from God's Word, remember what Jehoshaphat was going to remind everybody, what he was reminding them. He said, don't you remember we had a covenant with God? We made a covenant with God We said, God, if we will obey your commandments, you made a covenant that said we can call upon you in our time of need. And he recalled that that covenant that they made with God. And today we're going to pray and ask God to help people all over this world to remember that God has made a covenant with the people of earth. He's made a covenant with them. That Jesus Christ on the cross declared, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And now God has made a covenant with men. He says, if you will confess with your mouth and you'll believe in your heart, you will be saved. You will have salvation. That you will be helped and you will be strengthened. May we call to remembrance the covenant God has made with us through Jesus Christ our Lord. May we remember today. And finally, in Jehoshaphat's prayer in verse 10, Jehoshaphat says, But now, here are men from Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not? judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. What a prayer. What a powerful prayer. God, are you not with us? Are you not the God in heaven? Have you not helped us in the past? And finally, Jehoshaphat gets to the future. He asks God, Future, will you not? Will you not help us? Will you not protect us? Will you not call as we call upon you? Will you not come to our aid? Will you not come to us? And if God and I just love this idea here today, you can look back to yesterday and remember how God has been with you. And if you can't, then just go all the way back to the cross, and there you will find that God's mercy is upon you today. Go back to that memory, and we're going to do that today as we go to communion. We're going to remember if your life has been so filled with trauma that you can't even see in your life that God has been with you, then go back to the cross, and you will see God's mercy and grace. And so we go back there, and we remember, and today we declare that you are with us, that you are helping us, that it's you and are holding all things together, Lord. It's you that I'm standing upon. It's your strength that I have. It's your word that has guided me. And then we can declare, will you not? Is not my future secure in you? Is not my future secure with you? We'll still have armies come against us. Don't, don't get me wrong. But with the Lord, God will save us. We will see God's salvation. We will see God's help. We will see his word fulfilled. In our lives, God, I know you've been faithful to me in the past, and I know you're faithful to me today, so I know you will be faithful with me tomorrow and for the rest of my life and for all eternity. God, you have always been there. You've always overcome the issues in my life. I've seen it done before, and you are today because I'm here, and I'm standing, and I'm hearing your word today, so I know in the future you will help me. The Word of God is filled with what God will do. I pray you're in God's Word every day. I pray that the Word of God is bread to you, is your food, is your nourishment, is your strength, is your guidance. That the Word of God would be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. These are dark times and we need the Word of God. And the Word of God is filled with God's purposes and what He will do. We know if you call out to God, He will come help you. If you will draw near to God, He will draw nearer to you. We're going to pray that and believe that this morning and invite the worship team to come back up and prepare. I'm going to offer up a prayer, and then they're going to sing a song, and then we're going to take communion together. We're going to offer this prayer, and I want you to declare this prayer, the, the prayer of Jehoshaphat. I want you to declare As people around this world today are facing armies, and and they're not just in Ukraine. There's people here in Illinois. There's people in your neighborhood that have armies coming against them. There's depression all around us. There's anxiety all around us. There's sickness everywhere we go. There's armies around everywhere we go. And we're going to pray the prayer of Jehoshaphat. And we're going to declare, and in our prayers, we're going to say, God, are you not the God in heaven? Are you not the God that's with us today? God, are you not the one who has helped us before? And will you not be the God who will help us? Would you just join me in praying, praying for Ukraine, praying that God would would help us and God would help those in need. I want you to pray for missionary John and Tanya Lynch and Gerald and Jane Dollar, right now missionaries in Ukraine. We're going to lift them up. Many of our A.G. missionaries have come home, but some have remained to be a light, to be a hope, to be a strength, to be the hands, to be the feet of Jesus Christ. Can we not pray for them? Can we not at least say, God, help them today? Would you stand and just just begin to offer a prayer? Father, are you not the God in heaven? who hears every one of our prayers. Every prayer, every sincere prayer is heard by you. And there are prayers being lifted up by soldiers on both sides. There are prayers being lifted up by families on both sides and everywhere around us. There are prayers, God, being lifted up, and now we just want to join that chorus of prayers and just ask you, oh God, to hear our prayers. Because we call it to remembrance that, Lord, You have made a covenant with us that if we will draw near to you, you will draw nearer to us, that if we will remain in you, you will remain in us and we'll bear much fruit. And we want to bear fruit in prayer today. We want to ask you, O God, we want to ask you, God, that you will move in a mighty way and that you will silence the guns. You will silence the weapons of warfare. O God, that you will arise and the Spirit of God will arise and cause missiles to fall into open fields. God, arise and and let it fall into empty buildings. Protect families today. Protect homes today. Protect lives today. Protect the souls of people who are crying out to you, Lord God Almighty. We pray, Lord Jesus, arise. Arise, O God, and let your enemies be scattered. Let fear be tossed away. Let hate be removed Oh, mighty God, we pray. We pray, we pray, we pray. Oh, God, bless John and Tanya Lynch today. Bless these missionaries who are there. Protect them. May they be a light in darkness. May they be a voice of truth. Where there seems to be no hope, let hope arise. Let hope arise for Gerald and Jane Dollar, I prayed in the name of Jesus. That you will protect them and watch over them and let their voice be heard. Use them. Bless them mightily, I pray, in Jesus' name. Oh, hear our prayers, oh God. Hear our prayers. In Jesus' name. Let's sing together. Let's worship together before we take communion.